Everyone deserves better meetings. So we created the Better Meetings Podcast as a place where meetings and events industry professionals can gather to discuss, analyze, and report on the latest trends, challenges, and news from within the meetings industry. All right. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today we're at WEC in Toronto, and uh, we're speaking with Sheriff uh, Karamat, uh, CAE. He's the president and CEO of uh, PCMA. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here in Toronto at WEC. We're, uh, we're having a wonderful time here, and, and I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, because I know how busy you are, to, uh, to talk with us here. Uh, so uh, thank you for that. And uh, let's just dive right into things. I, I, I really thought first we could start out with just an overview of PCMA from your perspective. Sure. Uh, so PCMA, a number of years ago, um, we were in a very good uh, financial position. And we said to ourselves, now is the time to change. And, and that change was uh, predicated on the fact that we didn't want our backs to be against the wall before uh, we start to realize that we needed to change. And this was changed on uh, multiple uh, levels on, on, on how we, um, uh, we engage people in our community, um, how, what people find of value, of just about everything. Um, and we actually hired Wharton School of Business. We went down 11 streams and ended up with this global vision and the vision of, uh, uh, of economic and social progress through business events. So PCMA being a platform for economic and social progress. Um, there were two other legs to that stool, though, beyond economic and social progress. There was about organizational success um, as the second leg. And then the third leg was about you as a human being and me as a human being, about our personal and professional uh, development. Right. And so w when we did that, we looked at the world and we looked at it, um, not because we wanted to be exclusionary to anyone, but we said, where could we have the most impact in the short term until we were able to build? So prioritizing our priorities. And uh, we looked at three regions, Asia Pacific, obviously very large, yes. uh, the Americas, but primarily North America, mm -hmm. and then uh, Europe. Sure. And so those were, we would not exclude Africa, of course, and we would not exclude uh, uh, certain parts in, in Latin America. Right. But uh, looking at how um, not the, f the, the act of a business event. Mm -hmm. And by the way, notice that I use business events and not meetings. Right. Because it's outcome focused. And, and, and we believe that any meeting or any event should have an outcome. And uh, so wh where we were doing is looking at how event organizers were being viewed. Were they being viewed just for logistics or were they uh, being viewed for bringing the objects of, of that meeting or that event to life? And how does that tie to the organization's strategy? We absolutely know that business events make an incredible difference economically in communities. But business events should also make a difference uh, socially for people. Mm -hmm. You know the old saying is when we meet eye to eye, when we meet face to face we see eye to eye? Yes. We should. Yeah. And it must. We must use business events uh, to drive economic outcomes but social outcomes as well. And social outcomes has nothing to do with socialism. No. Like I no. couldn't care less. Right. But I do care of you as a human being. Yes. And I do care that when we get together that we can see that both of us are progressing. And so events should be that part of that. Lifting people up. Absolutely. Well, another part is, uh, let me touch a little bit on the personal basis and, and professional basis. When you are in, um, 
when you are younger and you've done an undergraduate degree, for example, and then you do a graduate degree, where do we get our um, our knowledge? We it's from organizations like this. Yes. We share experiences. We learn from each other. We grow. We network. Um, there's an old um, uh, course at the University of Chicago uh, called "Your Social Network Is Your Social Net Worth," and uh, it is very, very true. And so you and I learn and develop through these organizations. So it's very, very important, not just about focusing on economic and social, but our own gro growth. Right. And these events do that as well. So that's where PCM has been focusing on and been really focusing on the education that would drive that at the highest level. And um, we're focusing on accreditation, certification, uh, but also building community. We want to engage you the way you want to be engaged, not the way that we're putting it out there. And so uh, for me, um, uh, that is the only way I want you to be engaged. Because if it is meaningful to you, it is not about PCMA. I really actually don't care. Um, I do care that if you are going to be a part of the PCMA community, that you're getting something. I know you will give a lot if you're a part of the PCMA community because I see it with every volunteer, uh, anyone that gets engaged. But I want to make sure you're getting from it as well. Now, you guys have a little bit different chapter structure, it seems, yeah. like than we have here. Yeah. And how, do, how does that work for PCMA? I, I mean, it seems like you're not doing local meetings as mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. yeah, we, well, we do a, do a lot of local meetings, and, and, and here's the thing. Um, you know, engagement actually today in the world that we live in, um, and um, in, and there's so many competitions for people's time, it depends on what people want. So we, we actually don't have a hard set rule. We've got, uh, a f first of all, a two-track membership. You can be a member or a non-member, or you can be a part of our audience that and engage in different ways. Uh, but one of the things that we do say is that we want to engage the way you engage. So in North America, our chapters are very, very strong, some of them very large. Uh, but we have heard loud and clear from Europeans that they will absolutely join PCM as a member and be engaged with PCME, but they need time with their families and they need other time. So they don't want to do the volunteer that you and I have grown up culturally right. uh, with. They're not. Now, in Latin America, it's very different. They actually like chapters. So it's... so. The idea is that one size doesn't fit all. Right. And um, so PCMA has really adapted that being, model. Being flexible. Yes. Being able to go where the people want you to go to. Absolutely. And and serve up what they're looking for versus what, what is expedient for PCMA. So. Right. Well, very good. Well, uh, I... Uh, I had written down something here, too, just about uh, how an organization... I think we've kind of touched on it already, but... It, Associations have some troubles mm -hmm. uh, holding on to members and mm -hmm. inspiring members and such. Mm -hmm. And so what we're talking about there, I think, circles back to really a question that I wanted to ask. Well, I actually think that there's, I think, I think we should um, evaluate the value that associations are providing if they're having trouble. Um, so, so let me just say this. I feel today we are more disconnected than ever. We're more connected and yet still we're more disconnected. Mm -hmm. And this is resulting in loneliness, okay? And loneliness in many. And associations can play a critical role in our community. So there's a need for associations more now than ever when you've got data and, 
and information and trying to make sense of it, whether it's true or false or it's what, what is it, um, associations can help you do that. But we as associations have to provide value. Right. We cannot be there and expect that we've done the things that we've done for 50 years and expect people to be engaged with us. Why right. should there be? We should earn their membership or their engagement like anything else. Just like adapting, like you say, to the way a person wants to be a member. Absolutely. And so we say, we say these things that, oh, um, our revenue streams are challenged, this is challenged, that's challenged. Well, um, to me, revenue is a byproduct of how you engage, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, let's fix the revenue first. It's, are you providing value? Right. Why should you, why should you donate your time and your effort to anybody if they're not going to provide value for you. It doesn't make, it's not logical. Yeah. And it's illogical in the information age that we live in today to think that people would do that. And uh, so, but I, today I actually feel there's a vaster need for associations than ever because we used to live in our small communities and you know, back 30, 40 years ago, yeah. The only way that we heard something was we, we picked up the local newspaper. Yeah. And by the way, if there was something bad that's happening around the world, we heard it 10 days later. Today we hear it instantaneously and we're trying to make sense of it, but we don't even hear it from news medias. We hear it from our friends because they've already sent you a, a, a text or an Instagram or, or posted on Facebook, whatever the medium is, right. you've heard it. So, so we must recognize that um, there's many ways that us as individuals can get access to information. But how do we pass on tacit knowledge and how do we make sense of things that are happening around us is when we get together. And, and that to me is the power of associations, but we have to be able to deliver those platforms to earn your membership or your engagement. And that, that really, uh, talking about just how much information comes at us every day and how much is available to us sort of ties into the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about, which is the BEAM project that you have. Oh, sure. And uh, because we're talking about big data and we're just talking about all this information mm -hmm. and how do you sort through that and how do you figure out what's really relevant and what's mm -hmm. really useful to you? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming because it's business events, analytics and metrics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that uh, that's what that project is all about. Yeah, for sure. For starters, uh, Beam is about, it will first cleanse the data to make sure that the data that you even have is even useful mm -hmm. um, before we start getting. Um, I must also say that PCMA partnered with Info Group, which we believe is one of the, uh, the preeminent people in data um, analytics, and also the ones that comply with all the regulatory bodies, GDPR, and privacy concerns, and so So we selected a partner that we felt was really no, the the best in class of business. One, two is that I want you to think of a of a pie, and think of it as having twelve slices. Okay. Okay. And you're a convention center, and I'm a convention bureau, and over there there's an event organizer, and over there there's uh, a PCO, and over there there's a AV company, and over there there's a hotelier. We all all each own one slice of that pie, but we don't have the whole picture, mm -hmm. okay? 
And so what we are trying to do is making intelligent decisions on a huge piece of business without only one slice of the pie. So what Beam is doing is bringing all those slices of the pie together to actually give you insights where you can overlay your data on top of a whole broad industry set to give you a holistic view of what's going on in the business event space. Today that does not exist, period. May exist in certain instances on site selection. It may exist, but it's still limited information. Mm -hmm. this, is, um, this is giving you a holistic picture. Um, it also is allowing you to then design and create the type of things that you need to do to engage the audiences that you need to engage or to attract the businesses in your communities that you need to attract. Um, maybe tied with your economic sectors that are important in the community. None of that exists today. And that's why we started that. It, this has been two to three years in the making, mm -hmm. and we, we rolled it out now because we were ready to roll it out. Um, we wanted, I mean, of course we want a few thousand people in this. Uh, the bigger it is, the more data it's important. But we wanted to have at least 100 people signed up, companies, organizations, signed up by August, uh, the end of August. And the re response has been incredible so far. Excellent. So, um, so that we will exceed that mark, and we will, um, uh, and that's good. But that's also important in order to get the richness of the data. Right. Yeah. Because you need you need a broad selection of data to get relevant results. Absolutely. And and for you to get that holistic view, um, and also you need a broad selection is the very right term because you need all the different parts of the industry yeah and good good subsets of that data that's interesting because it's it's something that i i do agree we haven't done a great job of doing i've been in the business quite a while yeah and places i've worked have always looked very narrowly at relevance to their organization of yeah. a piece of business or a price to charge or a design or you know whatever so I think having that that bigger picture information available would be valuable it, it will be extremely valuable and and, and, and fairness to everyone I'm, I you know it's hard to be able to capture all that data it's hard to uh, more more important it's hard, hard to make sight uh, uh, create insights from it and and thirdly it's very hard to keep it up to date Right, because yeah. <laughs> almost a third of your data goes out of date every year, and yeah. so in order to keep that fresh and to refresh it, it's it's not an easy uh, thing. Maybe one of the most important things that I think, John, is is asking the right questions at the f at the front end, understanding. And so when you start seeing what your data is telling you, it's going to sort of then this uh, you're going to have a clear picture of what you're missing, because in order to make those key decisions. And you don't have the data when your data is telling, if the data is telling you this, but you need these things answered, you know that you'll have to change your questions. So have you found that uh, that's a, something you've had to do a lot of as you've been developing this project over a few years? Uh, the questions you're asking, have those evolved? Oh, absolutely, and I think the PCMA is no different. I mean, like we've asked many of not the right questions. I mean, <laughs> we're we're not some, you know. I consider us, in a lot of cases, an experiment. Mm -hmm. um, we have experimented many things, but we have also said that we're going to learn, and learn, and unlearn, and relearn based on experiments. And so, um, that that for me, in my mindset anyway, is just helping us get better. Um, I I was commenting on the fact that. I use convening leaders uh, in January at Pittsburgh 
um, as a test where a steel case came in and did a complete good, bad, and the ugly, and we are going to publish it completely. Um, there's no, we, we, we don't care. I mean, the thing right. is that hopefully someone can learn something from it um, and look at what, what you know, we, we can always feel that we're doing the right things, but not all the ways the right, what you feel is the right thing is what the audience wants. Well, and, and I know certainly some of your mistakes you learn much more from than, than your successes. I don't think we ever learn from successes because, we're, oh, yeah, it's successful. But you know what? We, we already know that. Yeah. That's why it was successful. But it's the things that we fail at this where with those lo- really key learnings coming. There, there's another piece of this that I, I wanted to touch on before we sure. wrapped up on, on, on it, and that would be like the data security and privacy yes. element of it. Yeah. Because you are talking about aggregating a lot of data from a yeah. lot of sources. Yes. And I, I know that that was mentioned in, in what I've read about it. Yeah. So can you... Well, I, th- I think that that's... I think more than ever people should be concerned about data privacy and data security. I, with all the things that we're hearing today, um, if they're not, I would say that that would be um, unwise. Um, so this was the driving reason beyond their ability to... Um, um, and their expertise in data was their, um, their unwavering um, um, protocols with respect to data privacy and, and complying with government and regulations like GDPR. And that's why we partnered with InfoGroup. That was exactly the reason. Um, because we wanted the best in class right. in order to do that with. And clearly we're concerned. Now, this data, for example, uh, your organization, you will be able to see your organization's data because you have access to that right now. However, you're not going to be able to see the other people's work, but you can overlay your data to actually glean insights. So you're not, it's not like you're seeing individual people's data. Right. That's never going to happen. You can see yours. And it's not coming to PCMA. It's going to an independent body. Right. So, but that was, that was obviously our driving force. Uh, data security is paramount for us. And InfoGroup is, to me, the best in class when it comes to data security. Excellent. And we were going to touch on another topic. So... Yeah, I do want to talk about, you know, I, I think that um, uh, uh, research is so important. Uh, data insights that leads to research. I, um, I do want to touch on um, um, designing experiences that people would engage with. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding, and I, um, as I say, we live 360. Um, we live every moment of our day, and we don't just attend a conference. To, to think of attending a conference would be very naive that they're coming here just to be at your event. Right. You still have family issues to deal with. You might have kids. You, you, you have to work and attend a conference. You might have special meal needs. You might want to go to a yoga class. Whatever it is, an event has to understand that you need to live. And so Living 360 for us is very important in uh, designing an event. Um, That, to me, uh, really increases engagement. And I do want to touch on the digital side of things. Understanding data points is not enough. Um, Far too long, we have measured ROI and how many heads we had in a bed, how many, um, you know, did we make the bottom line? Did we do this? We do that. But did we really focus on you? And so data, as in sort of data, gives you metrics and so forth, but how do you make meaningful insights that I'm talking to a human being, Mm -hmm. right? I'm catering to a human being. 
not to a data set and so that that person feels like an individual that to me is the most powerful thing when it comes to where um, association success lies if they are not going to cater to you as an individual well your wallet will do the walking yeah right because you're not going to want to spend your money um, I think the opportunity is brighter than ever uh, for associations um, but they've got to seize the moment because today if there's anything that people have is they're empowered and they have choices right right and so um, they will they will they will take those choices to me the only trend today that we that is is around we might focus on everything but the only trend is the empowered consumer and they are empowered and they have the tools to make them empowered right and so subsequently they will make the choices that that if you're providing what they're looking for. So they want a personalized experience. Totally. I mean, we all learn differently. I will tell you, there are people that if you show them visuals, they would learn a hundred times more. There's other people that would like to read the text and so forth. There are other people that only want someone to speak to them. There's other people that needs discussion points. People were all wired up differently. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't treat everybody the same way. It's, it's funny, the thing that was going through my mind as we're talking about this is it would be, I've seen organizations that just do the same thing over and over. And, and to me that's like only having slide projectors in the room because I come from a technology background yeah. of AV. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I haven't touched a slide projector in 20 years. Mm -hmm. But there, there are organizations that their meetings are effectively still using slide projectors even yes. if they've moved it to video somehow yeah. well you know um there was a um you know in the old days in brazil in sao paulo if you wanted to sell a car you put a plastic bottle on top of your car right and people would know on the street that that person's selling their car well um when uh, technology and the internet came about they would actually go and take a picture of the bottle instead of actually <laughs> on the car and put that, instead of actually using the medium. Mm -hmm. And we've got a lot of opportunities to adapt to the new mediums that are in front of us that allows us so many ways to engage. We cannot use the same traditional approach in new mediums. It doesn't work. You have to use the medium the way it's intended to. Right. Well, and that's, I mean, that's the goal of what we try and talk about here is that idea that we can do better and we can improve and we can find new ways of uh, doing things and, and making people walk away with better outcomes. If I could say one thing in closing is that this is the single most important industry in the world. No other is. Not medical not scientific, nothing is more important than business events. When we meet face-to-face, -face, we could change anything, mm -hmm. okay? We can do the human spirit, the power of the human being is so amazing, we can change anything when we meet. And if you couple that, I firmly believe that it's going to take science, medicine, data, and human beings to cure cancer. Right. Not one of them not just medicine and if we start thinking about that we will understand the power that we can when we meet all the things all the things 
that we have that are irritants or trouble in our, troubles in our lives and our economies and our world are just irritants, they're just passing and it's because we can't take the bloody time to meet with each other we can't look each other in the eye and say why or why not mm -hmm. you know? or how do we fix it yes that's problems are what gives us <laughs> things to do right it should and and so i i don't prescribe to um the sky is falling in i i do think that we have got the most powerful platform in the world bar none to solve uh on the challenges that we face I think that's a very, a very great inspirational place to uh, to wrap this up. Then, because I, I I agree, I think that if we can do better at this, then the world does better. We owe it to everyone in society is that if we're going to accept these roles and these positions, then we must be accountable. There is no other way, and when I'm say when I, I mean when we meet face to face, great things can happen, and great things are happening, and it's sometimes feel because information comes at us instantaneously that the world is caving in, but I am very optimistic <laughs> about our future, and I'm very optimistic the fact that there will be many more things that are challenging us in our world, but. I think that we are going to face them. Well, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to be with us today. I really appreciate uh, the message and and what the the work that you're doing there at PCMA, and it's great to just learn some more about it and get some more details. and It's inspiring. I am so appreciative of you taking the time to talk to me. I uh, very much appreciate it. I I believe so much in what all industry associations do, and. Um, and thank you for having me. I just, that's all I could say. <laughs> well, and everyone who's listening, thank you for listening. And uh, we appreciate you as well and hope that uh, this has been useful for you. And so until the next time, uh, this is uh, John Trask signing off. And we'll talk to you uh, soon. You've been listening to the Better Meetings Podcast, a strategic meeting tech production and your source for up-to-the-minute meeting industry news, trends, and discussions. Our theme music is courtesy of Otis McDonald and licensed under Creative Commons. For comments, suggestions, or topic ideas, please visit strategicmeetingtech.com or email us directly at john at strategicmeetingtech.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.